Hey there, hi there. Hi Babylonians, I thought I was gonna burp and that was gonna be our intro, but it was silent. So... You're just gonna get baby sucking noises yeah. because he's eating right now and <laughs> that's just turkey. what we do here. Facts. So, for the time. For the time being. <laughs> until he's yeah. So Don, that's the sound you get this time. <laughs> My baby suckling noises. Granted, right before, because we knew he was hungry. Um, and there's an Arlo lurking somewhere upstairs, so he may come down and interject as he does. Um right before we started you know, feeding the baby and recording. <laughs> Paula was licking up on Shauna's face. He and it was literally, magical. literally, <laughs> literally licking her face. So but I don't have Snapchat, so I don't get to see it. It's fine. Um, I'm going to post it on Facebook and on our Bloody Babbles page because I'm like, this is what we do when we get ready for a podcast. So you guys will all Hi, see it. Hi, Bug. Mommy. Hey, dude. Mommy, off your phone. Oh, how about you wipe your nose? No, that's not wiping, that's sniffing. Here. Come here. You can use this. Just wipe your nose. It's fine. Yeah, you can have it, but you'll have to go upstairs with it, okay? Why? Because we're recording right now. I'll put a switching game. Okay, that's do fine. it upstairs. Okay. This one, yeah, I don't really... Any of your games, you always delete them. What? Oh, I want to play that matching one. What? Don't do it. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> we'll see if I delete it or not. See how I feel. I have my mama and I has her phone. <laughs> I was pausing to see. I mean, you can kind of barely hear it, but probably not. He told my mom, "Hey, grandma, I got I got my mama phone. So precious." So, um, nothing too big to uh, talk about. No, no Wyoming. Not yet. Yeah, come on, Wyoming. We need just, you. We just need you. Can we get you before the year end? Yeah. That'd be fantastic. That's all I want for Christmas. Hey, listeners, Wyoming. let your Wyoming friends know. It was in Bobway. Tell them where it's at. <gasps> yeah. <do> it. <laughs> Wyoming, are you out there? <laughs> we know you are. Just listen. Just one person. <laughs> no, we have one person, and for whatever reason, it didn't. We need more than one. Evidently. One person have a listening party. Everyone just pick an episode <gasps> and just listen. Episode three is one of Shauna's favorites. Facts. So. I, it's creepy and gross. It I mean, is. We don't talk about happy things here. And on a different note, I guess this is kind of exciting. Um, our buddy babbles. We've got more. Got more stories. So send them in. Nobody's We're... been sending them to me, so send them to Nicole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you. And they've been friends and family, which is phenomenal. And I'm stoked. Um, so, yeah. Send those in. Um, email is bloodybabblespodcast at gmail. Um, you can slide into our DMs. And, um, Specifically Nicole's. Yeah, especially if you're on Twitter or Instagram, because Shauna doesn't have access to those because it's, lame. because it works better for us that way. <laughs> and I'm constantly, I'm like rarely on my own Twitter and Instagram anymore. I literally just, even like when I tagged Vince, because I'm dumb and didn't realize when we were recording last week that we were launching the episode on Vince's freaking birthday. Facts. So, happy birthday week late to my brother, who I named a baby after. It's mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. It's fine. But we did we did put it on Twitter, though, so. And he retweeted it, and it made my heart just jump, burst with joy. See, he doesn't tell me those things. I yeah, mean, I have to, to screenshot it and send it to Shauna. I'd show her now, but my phone has been abducted. Yep. Um, 
I guess I won't edit it out because, I mean, it was in the beginning. But, yeah. Yeah. But, anyways. You're welcome for your Arlo Phil. Yes. And I'm And sure it'll make this podcast even longer. As <laughs> it does. I actually did some legit note-taking today. I'm kind of proud I love of myself. when she does legit note-taking. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get do. better. I just... And I want to do it justice. And, of course, you know, you guessed it. It's another Nate episode. Nate Dog! Nate Dog! I've, I've been better at remembering to tweet him whenever and tag him in the tweet because I'm like, he needs to know. Facts. But funny story. So last week we covered, um, oh no, Helen Harden. And apparently, was it Helen? That doesn't sound right. Wait. Yeah. Helen Harden Moore. Well, he was suggested Helen Moore, but there's another Helen Moore. And it was Helen Patricia Moore is who he suggested. So How funny is that? Even Nicole had to say, I thought you said in last week's episode that you had to look up, yeah. because if you just look up Helen Moore, it's there's, some actress there's an actress, too. So there's, but not, there's Very not one, but two, but the, the one he told me about is a serial killer. Like she, and she, but she killed kids. So, and there's not a whole lot on her, so maybe it'll be just like a little little blip that we add to um an extra episode or something or to lengthen an episode if we have two like shorter cases we can cover two in one um but yeah because they're even the one article that i went to look her up about um i was just like there's you can't find a whole lot about her and she's like out in the world oh, living so her life no obituary no obituary i'm glad well, you said that because i've literally thought about that about when I think of people who I don't like that have passed away. Not that you should speak ill of the dead ever, because that shit can come back around to you. Um, yeah, some of them deserve it. Yeah, they're, okay. When they're killers, yes. come on. I'm gonna, they should, yeah. I'm not, I'm not abiding by that. Is too nice of a word, to be honest. Sir, what are you, where are you going? Help. He's following the net, Mom. <laughs> I mean, I haven't moved. He has. Well, your boobies have. <laughs> yeah, they're ginormous. What can I freaking say? You've got, like, all this fuzz on your hands. What is happening? All right. So, any who's or what's it's, but yes. Um, he did suggest this case, because Nate is the tip. And this is the right person. And this is the right person, but he suggested <laughs> the killer, but I wanted to focus more on who she kills. Okay. So this the title of this episode will be about Carissa Boudreaux, but her mom's name is Penny, and she sucks. Okay. So I figured just the more I read about it, the more I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to talk about sweet Carissa. So she was the firstborn daughter to her parents, Penny and Paul Boudreaux, and she was born on October 4th, 1995. This is Tuesday. I don't really know, but you know, <laughs> that's what we say here. Um, the little bit I could find about... Um, find out about her like as she was 12 oh. um, um, she, is that she had a gorgeous winning smile and you'll see that because I always post pictures of our if I can find good ones I tried anyways there will be pictures yes there will be pictures because <laughs> like I said she's only born in 1995 and this happens in 2008 she has a gorgeous winning smile the be most beautiful blue eyes she loved animals and wanted to grow up and be a veterinarian um, she loved playing on her Nintendo DS, she loved swimming, and she was always singing. Um, uh, she loved the Spice Girls, <laughs> Miley Cyrus and Hilary Duff. I'm like, same girl. I was like, same. she's you. She's me. <laughs> Literally, at one point, did want to be a vet, but then blood, and I don't vibe, which is so funny. Yes. Because I love true crime, and I like looking at crime scene photos, but if you start, like, if you cut your hand open in front of me, 
we're both going to be on the floor. <laughs> like, I can't, like, live blood scares me, but give me all the gore and stuff in a movie. Um, but in person? Mm-mm. Give me all the gore and stuff in a movie, but I cannot be eating, even if it's the most tacky gore scene, like, if, no, if it's no, old can, school and you eat. can totally, I can not. Yeah. It is so weird. It could be the cheesiest, most like that's obviously not blood, and like, that's, um, like the like uh, I think of Evil Dead from like yeah, the 80s. I, I can't eat. It doesn't matter, and it's not a, it's not a texture thing either. Arlo. Okay. Um, hold on. <laughs> All right. So okay. basically, my point is, it doesn't matter how cheesy the gore is. I can't yes. eat it, and it it whether it's popcorn or like a cake or a sandwich, or whatever. It has nothing to do with the texture or looking like what might be on the... No, I just, I can't... I can drink. I can drink my soda or my water or my tea or my coffee, but I cannot eat during a gory scene. Weird. I don't know. Anyway, like, back to... I can to, watch, uh, like, pimple popping videos and stuff, and I love... Oh, I, mean, I, I can't... Can eat, oh, I can eat right through that. Nope. That doesn't phase me at all. Oh, Even when the blood comes me. out, but th- there's some of them that I don't like, but that's for another day. Um... <laughs> Girl, okay. that's for later. Oh. Later. <laughs> so I coo myself to sleep. <laughs> mm, okay, so anyways, she loved Spice Girls, Miley Cyrus, and Hilary Duff. She was always singing. She had even taken a babysitting course and oh, was a peer. A course? Yeah, Neat. and it was a peer mediator at the Bridgewater Elementary School. And um, until November of 2007, she attended grade 6 at Hillcrest Elementary School in Shelburne, where she lived with her father. And I don't remember what state this goes on into. So, I know it's... Was it in Canada? Um, yeah, it's, it's, okay, I want to say it comes back around eventually, or we talk about, like, the actual location, but it's Canada, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's alright, we'll, we'll, we'll figure, figure it out. Because <laughs> Shelburne, I'm like, that just doesn't sound like, I don't know. I was like, not Ten- I was thinking Tennessee, but that's fine. Shelburne, Tennessee. <laughs> I don't know things. I'm, I don't really know where I am right now, so it's fine. <laughs> I might be in Tennessee. I can tell you where I'm not, I'm not in Wyoming. <laughs> We love you, Wyoming. I digress. Okay, so, um, so yeah, until November 2007, she lived with her dad. So, um, Carissa ended up stating that she wanted to go live with her mother, and her father didn't have an issue with that and wasn't going to deny, deny his father to go live with her mother. So, as I was finishing up notes on this today, I watched two different documentaries about this that I found on YouTube about her, and one of them's called... Um, uh, Carissa Boudreaux up with the angels. Uh, yeah. Already, yeah. Already Rip your heart out. Like... Yeah. <clears throat> and her father, I just, I want to hug him. Yeah. I love, Paul is just, he's just so, so sweet. And with everything that goes down, he, it, it just He's just a good him. human. Just a good human. Mm-hmm. And like I said, um, he's like, she wanted to go stay with her mom. And he's like, I'm not going to deny her to go stay with her mother. Yes. Like it's her mother. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so Penny, so that brings us to Penny lived with her boyfriend. Penny is the mom? Penny is the mom. Okay. She's a shitty fucking human. Okay. She lived with her boyfriend, and his name was Vernon McCumber. Um, according to several article, articles, mm-hmm. yep. um, bye. Mm. articles and a video documentary about Carissa, it was stated that she didn't get along well with her mother, and the two would often fight. She's 12. She's getting into that. 
pubescent age. Bitchy well. 13 year old mm-hmm. state. So interesting that if they didn't get. I, okay, I, I shouldn't say it's that interesting because I've had similar situations. Um, Same. With, with my own child, children, child in particular, and then. Right. Um, it's just, I guess you just miss your parent and you kind of forget the bumps and the and the struggles or whatever sometimes until yeah. you're back in it so which is fine because sometimes those sometimes it, they can smooth out or whatever but For it sure. doesn't sound like this one's going to be that case so continue nope it's <laughs> not what we talk about here yeah. um yeah so they just they, it wasn't like they'd like full like knock down drag out fight they'd bicker they'd argue but it was very very constant like there was always some sort of struggle between them and um several like i had Four different articles that I read on and then a newspaper article plus a court document and two documentaries that I found um, on YouTube um, that I watched so they tried to state that Vernon told Penny to choose him or Carissa and that was not how he that's how it went into Penny's brain okay but um, what he said he stated was that the, this was like an actual interview with him that the two needed to stop fighting and that maybe Carissa should go back and live with her father. Penny, however, took matters into her own hands to amend the situation. So, she stated on... So now we're going to get into where things just get sad. Um, so she stated on January 27, 2008, that Carissa was missing. She said they had gone to the store, and it was called Sobeys. And she had gotten groceries while Carissa waited in the car. She stated they had gotten into a fight, and when she returned to the car, Carissa was no longer in it. She called police and reported the 12-year-old missing. Well. Did she? Nope. No, no, no. She did report her missing. Okay, okay, okay. But it wasn't until later in the evening. And because I was refreshing my memory, like, as they were... Because they did get into an argument, and she did go to the store. There's video surveillance of her going in the store by herself. But... The mom and yes. the daughter stayed in the car? And okay. She, yeah, she was in the car. Okay. And But she states that she ended up leaving the car. That's not true. And there was video to back that up that she never got out of the car. Oh, boy. So, okay. or at least you don't see her leaving the vehicle. Gotcha. So she didn't know if, like, she could have, like, stopped somewhere else before she got to this grocery store. I don't know. Penny's stories don't ever add up. Okay. And she sucks. Anyways, I'm going to say that a lot. And then, um, so as I was reading today, because it's not in my notes, just refreshing my memory, because I started these about last week, and um, she, so they get into the fight, she goes back out to the car, where she claims that she's already missing, but she's not, and she ends up driving around at, to, until it got dark, she ended like, I think they drove like a town over, because I don't know if they had like an actual, this Sobe store in her actual town that okay. they lived in kind of thing, and so then they were like driving around talking, and then we'll get back into it. So, yeah, it's great. So, Penny would go to do go on to do public pleadings. Oh, I was going to... Damn it. I was going to play some of her clip. Maybe I'll, I'll do a soundbite from it, and I'll insert it here. 15 minutes. Cool. Um, of just about how... Path- you guys heard it. We didn't, because <laughs> Arlo took my phone. And maybe it'll sound better if I do it. That's fine. I'll figure it out. Um, but... Just, she was pathetic. Okay. And watching the videos, because an, another podcaster on YouTube covered her too, so I, I listened to her story. And, um, just, she was just pathetic. Okay. Okay. All right. Pathetic. Pathetic. Um, now I lost my spot. Okay, yeah, so she, um, 
okay, so talking about her going in public and all she's fake crying and begging and pleading for her daughter to come home. All the while, her daughter is no longer alive and she knew it. I'm not sure as... Um, I'm not sure as it doesn't state much about Vernon, but it was clear he was concerned about Carissa being missing and wanted her home safe as well, with absolutely no idea his significant other killed her daughter because she had it in her head she needed to make the relationship a priority in not being a mother. Mm-hmm. And it, later on it's stated that Vernon had absolutely nothing to do with Carissa and her murder because a lot of people speculated because Penny was like, oh, no, he told me to choose him or her, mm. so I got rid of her so I could keep him. Gotcha. No, that is not what he wanted, and that is, yeah. Anyways, um, so I found a timeline, and so if I repeat a few things, it's just because I went through the timeline, and then I added extra stuff in there. Like, we're, gonna, we're about to get into what happened on January 27th, because it was stated once she was, her, because obviously Carissa is missing, and then she ends up being murdered found murdered and um so we're gonna get into what happens to her it's not super graphic um it's just really fucking sad and terrifying that a mother did this to her daughter so um petty boudreaux this is january 27 2008 and it's confirmed we confirmed that it is in canada it is in canada yes nova scotia and everything and it's cuck cuck freezing there it's fucking cold it's january um, so anyways, so Penny notifies Bridgewater police at 7.30 p.m. that her 12-year-old daughter is missing. She tells officers she left the girl in the car outside the Bridge Mo- Bridgewater Mall Sobeys store following an argument wherein she returned Carissa was gone. Police and family members begin looking for the child, believing she had run away from home because she was upset with her mom. Okay, and before I get into that, another thing that says Penny did what she did besides the whole blaming the boyfriend thing, saying that she was doing it for him. She didn't want, after this fight, she didn't want anyone, or didn't want Krista to go back and say that she was a bad mom. How gross. Yep. So what actually happened is this. Penny drove Carissa to a remote spot on William Hebb Road in Hebbville, which is near Bridgewater, which is where this all takes place and where she was from. They begin to argue and about what Penny later says is typical teenage stuff because Carissa wasn't um, that far off from... Um, okay, so this is January. So she'd be turning 13 in October. Um, so she just recently turned 12? Yeah. Okay. So she's she, like... Okay. So October, November, December, June. So she, yeah, she's like just three months out of turning 12. Okay. But she's... A lot of twelve year olds get that preteen age. Believe me, I've got a ten year old, so you overall that yeah, the periods are exhausting. Yes. Um, Anyways, so Chris ends up turning away from her mom, and Penny (laughs) tackles her to the ground. Pins her on her back with her knees on Carissa's chest. Where? In the car? No, what? they got out. Okay, sorry. So they she takes her to this remote area, and they get out, and she's like, let's just get out and talk, get some fresh air. Okay. And I don't know if Carissa mouthed off to her, or it was just like, can you go fuck yourself, Mom? Probably didn't say that. I mean, who knows? Because honestly, the girl looked like she wouldn't cuss if it's... She's just the sweetest, most angelic child. Yes. But that doesn't mean shit. Right. Because my niece can be she can look super sweet and angelic mm-hmm. but i know who she is on the inside we all do <laughs> oh yeah yeah just talk to her for 10 minutes not even that anyways still so, angelic face angelic face <laughs> but in, she does have horns in her head <laughs> still my niece, my, not. my niece not sorry yes yeah. anyways we're not talking about her we're talking and, about we're this. we're talking about funny things because it's about to get real stressful yep. ultimately um so she tackles her to the ground. She has her pinned to the ground. 
and she had a piece of twine that she ends up using to strangle her daughter. She so just she, happens to have a piece of twine? She d- she made sure she got it in her pocket. And it's like it's like not that long of a piece, but it's enough that she'd be able to get she it around. She made sure to have it in her pocket. A piece huh? of twine in her pocket to strangle her daughter. So this sounds a little premeditated. A little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's minutes before. I, okay, yeah. keep going. Sorry. Nope, you're fine. Um, so she, um, in this tussle, she, um, Mm. strangles her and then she, like, part of her, like, pants had kind of came down, so she just kind of left her like that. So then she drags her 12-year-old's now dead body, puts her back into the car, and drives, um, to a spot near what's called, I'm gonna guess, the La Have River. I'm not Canadian, and I'm so sorry. Um... Mandy, where you at, girl? Yeah. Do you know where this is? And you, are we, are we saying you're yeah. butchering this all to hell like we did with Wildings when we were in the beginning of our friendship? Hey, girl. We love you, so, Mandy. Yes, we do. Um, Lahave, I'm going to guess it's Lahave River. So a couple of places stated that her pants had slightly come down in a struggle, and another states that Penny straight up took Chris's bottoms down to insinuate that she had been sexually assaulted which i put on here which seriously seriously makes me want to throw up like you've already murdered your child but now you want to cover it up and humiliate her body by trying to make it seem she was sexually assaulted like what level of delusion can that even be so she gets up to this embankment near this river and she rolls her body down the embankment she put the twine in a coffee cup and discards discarded it after she leaves the scene she had some of Carissa's clothes, and she ended up stopping at the local swimming pool and discarded her daughter's clothes there. And at the local swimming pool? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I yep. The clue. The clues. The clues. Oh, <laughs> there you go. She's Canadian, guys. I'm all of a sudden. My, my Canadian just came out. The clothes. There goes all our Canadian listeners. Found in the trash. Stay with us, guys. Um, there was one eight, size 8 pink croc, a black hoodie, and a black vest, um, all belonging to Miss Carissa. They later find out because they ended up going and someone stated that they had seen her car there. Mm. Um, so that's the 27th. January 28th, it's a couple weeks before they find her body. Um, Bridgewater police contact other police agencies and alert the media as they extend the search for the missing 12-year-old. I don't think any... I don't... I know Amber Alerts, I think, had just became a thing. I don't know if any was issued for her because she made it seem like they got in a fight, so she ran away. So I don't know if that would, I think, any child abduction or missing should be an Amber Alert, but I digress. Um, So now we're going to January 29th. Penny makes another tearful plea to her daughter to come home at a press conference at the Bridgewater Police Station. She explains um, that she took Carissa for a drive on Sunday to have a heart-to-heart with her, and they argued over typical teenage <coughs> things that really weren't significant. Yeah, okay. January 30th, rep- um, reports that Carissa's mi- missing continue to spread as the 12-year-old's photo is plastered in stores and businesses around Bridgewater and beyond. Now we're at February 1st. Jeez. Penny makes a second emotional appeal to her daughter or anybody who knows where she is to make contact. I'm trying... Okay, this is a quote from her. I'm trying not to think the worst. It's plain and simple hell. It's hard not to know where your kid is, she tells reporters. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I... Fuck you. 
Um, police admit they have no evidence to confirm that Carissa was in the Sobeys lot on Sunday because there's no surveillance videos of the area. Okay, I was wrong when I said that earlier. But there is video, like, you can see her mom going into the store and she is by herself. Okay. But it's still daylight out and she's, once she admits to doing what she does, she said that she drove around until it was dark to make it easier to commit a murder. Also needs to be noted that her, I put C of a mother because I meant, I didn't want to. I typed this somewhere. Hey, cunt. Cunt. A Mom's mother. a cunt. Yep. Never cried actual tears. An insult to alligators because she's a monster. Because alligators can be adorable. Thank you, Steve Irwin. Anyways, um, that's irrelevant to everything. But her fake ass cries for her begging to, for her daughter to come home when she damn well knew she was never coming home, and to put on that fucking scene. Oh, yeah. Like I'll link um one of the YouTube videos and I'll put the timestamp on it too. That way you guys can see and I'll, I've already played the clip, but you, just so you can see how pathetic she was. And then that, um, documentary, it's like 45 minutes of the up in the angels. It's free and you can just watch it on, um, it was crime beat. I think it's called crime beat. And it was, it was really, um, well done. Well done. Yes. And just a good tribute to Carissa because she didn't fucking deserve this. Um, so now we're at February 6th, a week con- a week of searching on the ground and from the air, it turns up no sign of Carissa. And, um, okay, so right around this time, too, around January 27th when she is murdered because it was the same day, there was a big snowstorm coming to Canada. Mm. So that played a factor into this, to the them not being able to find her body right away also. So after two days in the La Have, um, near that river, um, RCMP... Uh, I'm not sure what that means. Divers say they are confident that the missing girl is not in the river, so I'm assuming that's like just part of the police department. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't look at what that was. That's okay. February 9th. Um, someone notices a pink crock she had been wearing, and um, said that it was near uh this spot at the riverbank. And another, I think it was in that Crime Beat um, documentary, it was stated that a nine-year-old boy discovers her frozen body on the bank of the river below um, Highway 331, just outside of the Bridgewater town limits in Conqueror Bank at around 11.30 a.m. Forensics investigators descend on the scene. She was wearing only, and it's Canada, and it's cold, and a giant snowstorm had came in. But she had thought, you know, she was just going to the store with her mom, and her mom discarded a black vest, jacket, and then her other crock. Um, she was wearing only a pink t-shirt, a gray bra, white panties with Winnie the Pooh design, blue jeans, and one brown sock that had multicolored stripes that were horizontal. The other sock was in her jeans, as her jeans were only on her right lower leg, and her panties were pulled down to her knees, trying to paint a scene of sexual assault. Uh. It was conducted that there was none, however, that she had not been sexually assaulted. Um, So now we're at February 14th. The RCMP, which I'm assuming is the police of some sort, and Bridgewater police call a news conference to confirm that the body found on the riverbank was Carissa, after they took charts and casts of her upper and lower teeth and that the missing person case was being, um, had been deemed a homicide investigation. Dr. Matt Bowes um, completed the autopsy on um, February 13th. I'll tell you mommy. Okay, sorry. I had to put a child to sleep. Wait, to bed. That sounded really bad. He's still alive, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I got a sleeping baby in my arms and a, 
uh, and Apollo. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to get back to the case, okay? So, autopsy was done on February 13th, but they had to wait to th- for her body to thaw, as when she had been dumped, a large snowstorm came in. The cause of death was asphyxiation. A method of death was determined to be strangulation. No other injuries were found on her body, just ligature marks on her neck from the twine her mother used. But they weren't able to determine that it was twine used, because it's just, she just had it's the mark marks, on her neck. yeah. Now we're at February 15th, two Bridgewater, I said that weird, Bridgewater, (laughs) I'm fine, two Bridgewater residents known to Carissa, um, no, okay, are released after being held for 24 hours for questioning. Wait, what's released? Um, these two people, police won't confirm their identities, but continue to say they are confident the murder was not random and Carissa knew her killer. There was two suspects that were brought in, but they ended up getting released. That was, yeah, sorry. I just, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you picking up what these investigators are putting down? (laughs) That's what I, that's me, hi. Um, February 17th, police warn the murder investigation could take days, days, days weeks or months um, to complete and so this is what the Sergeant John Collier said and he was the acting deputy chief also says quote for us to do a proper job we're going to take the time we need to take to make sure they can cover everything sure. and get it get this done thoroughly because that's what she deserves so I'm like sometimes it's frustrating when it drags out like you know like what's going on in the world right now but but when they're actually staying on top of the job and, and they actually like care to. that they want to mm-hmm. cover every aspect of it especially job, with Canada, please, people. yeah mm-hmm. you go Canada um uh, that was the 17th so now we're at the 18th of February Bridgewater Police Chief Brent Crowhurst urges the community to feel safe asking residents to trust investigators when they say Carissa's murder was an isolated incident not like a serial kind of thing Because, I mean, that's where your mind can go, because it's scary. Especially because it's one of those small-town things. Um, He assures the townspeople that more than 20 investigators from his force and the RCMP are working on the case and have combined the training and experience to resolve it. February 19th. Hundreds of people attend a funeral service for um, Carissa in Shelburne County, where she had previously lived, and her father and grandparents still reside. She's buried in a cemetery in Clarks Harbor, her mother and Vernon attend the service, all tearful and fake because they suck. Um, hey. Mostly not Vernon. No. Okay, yeah. Sorry. <sighs> Vernon, I just, like, I wanted to get mad at him, but I'm like, he literally just was caught in the crossfire. Guys, RCMP, Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Thank you. You're welcome. I was wondering if you were going to eventually just look <laughs> that up for us. So, the Royalty Police. Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Horses. RCMP. Awesome. You guys are the fucking shit. Good job. Yes. Um, so, uh, February 23rd, Bridgewater mourns Chris at a memorial service organized by nine churches. Okay, maybe it is not quite as small as I thought. Um, she has become, they called her Bridgewater's daughter. Oh, uh-huh. that's precious. Just fucking sad. So, that was February 23rd. So, this investigation's ongoing, and now we're getting to June. So, that was mid or uh, end February now we're at June 14th after four months of assurances they are making progress in the case but can't release details of the investigation police announced they arrested Penny Brudreau and that she ends up getting charged with first degree murder let me um okay yep okay I get to it um she's uh, my god 
Chief Brent Crosshurst says, investigators feel confident that this was a, a one person only one person responsible for this homicide. We do not expect anyone else to be charged in this case. When it came down to it to get the actual the actually story, Nicole, good job. Okay. Actual story of what happened with Carissa. The police organized a sting with an undercover police investigation. Great job. They hadn't, just, this is fucking oh. rad, and because she's so stupid, it's great. They had an officer pose as an organized crime boss to help get Benny, Benny, Penny to tell what actually happened and that they would help her get rid of any evidence held by police. So they, <laughs> like, reached out to her to be like, hey, you know, we've heard about, you know, what's happened with your daughter. Like, can we help you in any way? And she just, bleh, all word vomits to them. Wow. Penny told them everything and was arrested almost on the spot. She was arrested on the first-degree murder charges. So that's June 14th. So it took five, almost five months after her, after she was murdered and then three months after she was found. But they were working on it the whole time. And that's why they time. that's why they didn't mm -hmm. like just 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 um claim what they were gonna do because right. obviously I'm sure Penny was following along with it too. Sure. Because that's what sadistic fucks like they get off on this shit. Mm -hmm. It's gross. So June sixteenth, um she is arraigned on a single count of first degree murder. The crowd jeers and yells profanities as she's escorted from the Bridgewater Courthouse in handcuffs. I think there's a video you can see where she or maybe in one of the videos I watched where you can see everybody screaming at her, calling her um it's called phallicide, which is where you you it's a parent killing their child. Mm -hmm. There's a term for it. I know things. I'm so smart now. Well, because there's familicide, which yeah. I think is it's not a cool name, but it's a cool name. Yeah, it's, it's a fun word. <laughs> it's just not a the good thing. Sucks, but like yes. phallicide. But phallicide sounds. It's just. It's. It rolls off the tongue mm -hmm. nicely. But anyways, it's not a good time, and we're not happy about it. Anyways, Crown Attorney uh, Paul Scoville um, won't say how Carissa died um, when this was released in that June, um, but confirms um, that the charge indicates the crime was planned and deliberate. Court documents reveal the police believe she was killed in Bridgewater on January 27th, the same day her mother reported her missing. So now we're a week later, June 24th. Oh no, I'm yawning. Uh, concerned residents are disappointed when they show up for Benny, um, Benny, Penny Boudreaux's second court appearance and she does not. A Halifax, I need to go to bed. A Halifax defense lawyer appears on her behalf and has the case bumped to July 15th so documents can... Fucking God. So documents can continue changing hands. Just court documents getting passed. Bleak noises. So now we're at July 15th. Defense lawyer Pat Atherton. Atherton? I'm not sure. Appears in Bridgewater Provincial... Provincial? Provincial? Probably. Court on Penny Bedrow's behalf again. Disclosure of the Crown's evidence is ongoing. The case is adjourned until September 3rd. Jesus, Pete. So now we're at that date. The case is adjourned again without her in attendance. She remains in custody in the Burnside Correctional Center. Um, so now we're at October 22nd. Um, that's... Okay, today's the 17th when we're recording, 18th night. Okay, so this episode comes out on the 19th. I was just curious. I'm mm. like, I don't know what day it is. Mm. So October 22nd, she doesn't appear for her latest court date, but her lawyer, Pat, I'm going to say Atherton, waives his client's rights to a pre preliminary hearing, which moves this case to, case to Supreme Court. Mr. Atherton continues to refuse to comment on the case, but Crown Attorney Paul Scoville um, speculates that um, they, may, they may... 
The move may mean the defense is satisfied the Crown could meet the minimal test at the preliminary hearing level. The case is scheduled for December 3rd to set a trial date. We're at a really special day, December 4th. Hey, that's a great day. It's the best day. That's when Shauna was birthed. Yep. Yas. Hey. The best day. (laughs) Um, Thanks, Charlotte, who will never listen to this. Um, Her mom. (laughs) This is my cousin. Hey. (laughs) Um, The accused mom makes her second appearance in a Bridgewater courtroom, this time for arraignment in the Supreme Court. She rocks back and forth, periodically wiping tears from her face. Fuck you. As lawyers discuss um, dates for future court appearances, Crown and Defense are still talking. Um, Crown, I'm guessing, is like kind of their um, judicial system. I don't know. Help me, Canada. Help me. Um, Penny Boudreaux is scheduled to return to court on January 30th. So on January 27th, 2009, a year um, to the date, date yeah. about 200 people attended Candlelight Memorial at Shipyard's Landing, marking the one-year anniversary of Carissa's reported disappearance and death. Uh, January 30th, Benny... Oh my God, I keep saying Benny because her last name is Boudreaux, and I see the B first because I'm a little dyslexic sometimes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Penny Boudreaux um, pleads guilty to second-degree murder and is sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for 20 years. The reason it's second-degree is because she agreed to a plea deal, and that would make it a lesser thing. So she gets life, but she has a chance of parole for 20 years. So that's... It's 2021. So she's got eight more years that she's going to spend in prison until she can possibly get out on parole. The court hears that she killed Carissa because the child was in the way of her relationship with her boyfriend. So, that was on a Friday, that January 30th. Um, it wasn't a Tuesday, folks. It wasn't a Tuesday. It was a no. Friday. Um, so, uh, it's I kind of backtrack a little bit, just kind of reiterating about what happens. Yes. So, she pleads guilty Friday to second-degree murder in the death of 12-year-old Carissa Boudreaux. The girl's frozen body was found on the outskirts of Bridgewater on February 9th, 2008, about two weeks after her mother reported her missing. Boudreaux, on the day of her... Oh, Ooh, nice. good her. Um, On the day of this um, court hearing, Boudreaux, Penny's wearing a black t-shirt and jeans and tells the court, I'm sorry. Fuck you. No, you're not. I'm you're sorry just I got sorry. caught. Yeah. Shauna took the words right out of my mouth. Must have been why you were not getting sued. Okay, sorry. Um... <laughs> When asked about the apology, Paul Boudreaux, Chris's dad, said bluntly, crocodile tears, because fuck yeah. And if you watch that, if you decide to go and watch that documentary, because it is really well done, and that is the only interview her dad has ever done about it, because he's like, this is, I only need to say this once, and then I need, I need to live for her and move forward, and he's got, he's moved on and has two other children, and I'll get to that at the end about what he says, because it's Okay, bye. Justice has been served, he added, um, after the crocodile tears. Justice Margaret Stewart, who handed down the sentence at the Nova Scotia Supreme Court in Bridgewater, said the horrible crime merited a harsh sentence. You... I fucking love this, what this um, justice says, judge, for us American humans. Um, She says, you can never call yourself a... Okay, no, I'm messing it up. 3849, got it. You can never call yourself mother in conjunction with Carissa's name again. And I was like, that is just fucking beautiful and heartbreaking all in the same time. Yes. But, yeah, I just, I love that. Carissa's relative sobbed loudly as the Crown Attorney Paul Scoville read out the grim details of the girl's final moments and agreed statement of facts. 
Grab some tissues, y'all. Yeah, I'm already crying, so... <laughs> uh, just wait, it's gonna get worse. Stuart had harsh words for Boudreaux. The words, Mommy, don't, were her final words to her mother. Oh my gosh. From a trusting and loving Carissa are there to haunt you for the rest of your life, she said. Would you like me to take him while you read this? <laughs> just sitting here sucking on his Okay. Look at his best. Like, you can hold him. Uh, I think you need some baby snuggles to help deal with this trauma I'm putting you through. When I read that, it was the final thing she said. Yeah, I uh, I cried. And I'm going to not look at Shauna, so I don't again. Okay. Um, Paul Boudreaux is still trying to comprehend what happened. Carissa was living with him at one point, but moved to Bridgewater to be with her mother. I can't call it anything other than a, than a senseless act, Paul said, um, adding his... Well, it, it kept saying it was his ex-girlfriend, but she has his last name, so... I don't know, but she doesn't deserve to be called his ex-wife or anything for that matter, except for a I monster. I don't understand why the mother. Sorry, I I want to get to this desperately, but like, no, you're fine. Why would you take your daughter in if 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 like her dad would have taken her back? Like yeah, like if there's already it's just gross. That's uh, what and that's what so she many was people said. Living with her dad, you were fine, Penny. You were yeah. fine, and so you could have been. You know what? Deuces. Yeah. Go back to your dad. Yeah. And but I don't want to think I'm a bad mom. Well, the, the look at you now. Yeah. Look at sure. you now. Um, said, uh, like I said, um, added his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend had options. Had I known this was going to happen, I would have never let her go back. But what parent is going to say, no, you can't go back and see your mother, he right. said. Right. Penny was charged with first-degree murder in June of 2008. At the time, police said they believed Chris knew her killer, like we already talked about. Um, Scoville said uh, Penny had two motives, to save her faltering relationship with McCumber and to keep Carissa from publicly calling her a bad mother, like I mentioned already. Um, he said he agreed to the lesser charge of second-degree murder to give the family some closure and avoid the uncertainty of a trial without dragging it out and her getting, like, a manslaughter charge. Okay. So he's like, I wanted, I wanted a murder charge in some form or fashion. Mm -hmm. Murder carries an automatic life sentence in Canada, because fuck yeah. Both the Crown and Defense recommended parole eligibility after 20 years, which I think she doesn't deserve anything. All in all, it was the right thing to do, Scoville said. Um, as for McCumber, Scoville said there was no evidence he wanted his girlfriend to kill her daughter. He said Boudreaux made it clear that she was solely responsible. We suspected very strongly that he must have had an idea, but there was no evidence to suggest that he either had concrete evidence or assisted in any way, is what um, the lawyer Scoville said. Over the course of her time in prison, Penny has unfortunately received several escorted leaves from prison to attend church. Oh, okay. I think one, at one point it said four, but I think she's had up to six now, or six per year she can do. And if all we're going, if and if we're all going to be honest here, Penny, not even Jesus wants you. Um, <laughs> I thought about that as I was putting these notes together, and I'm very proud of that. Thank you. Um, quote: This is um, from a written decision written by the court. The board notes your reported acceptance by members of the church congregation, your continued welcome by the church's staff, and the evidence of the importance of spirituality as a contributing part of your correctional plan. So they literally can't like. 
not let her go right. to church because right. most I don't, I'm assuming most I don't know if most jails have a chapel. I don't they think, something like that. I don't I don't know what a chapel. I don't know. I, I don't. I've never been so I don't. No, know. same. Thank God. <laughs> I would not do well in jail. Um, <laughs> I would just cry. Like, I would but, just be a weeping, sobbing. The, the, I would get killed because I was so emotional. Yeah, um, and then I try to make friends and people like I guess the rule is I don't know I don't know <laughs> like. I feel like I could trust people, and it's like, you don't trust people. I don't know. You shouldn't trust people in jail necessarily. <laughs> Some people can be re- rehabilitated, depending on what they're for. They're yes. for. Yeah. Because not, like, I, okay, we're, that's a whole nother. Sorry. That's a whole nother. Maybe we'll just have, like, an episode of talking about something like that. Um, How naive we are, it's fine. Yeah. What's it like in the inside? The first thing about jail was the Dementors. Sorry. The office. I love the office. Bye. Okay. um, Boudreaux will be able to use her escorted temporary absences within a one-year period. Like I said, going to church um, throughout the year. She can't be denied that right, unfortunately. Like I said, Jesus don't even want you, girl. Um, The board noted Boudreaux's accountability and motivation levels are high. While her reintegration potential is medium, it said she was assessed as being engaged in her correctional plan, meaning she's doing what she needs to do to get closer to this parole hearing. So if she was sentenced in 2009, I'm assuming it'd be 2029 because that's 20 years, but sometimes if you're doing super well, they sometimes go earlier, unfortunately. The decision set a psychological risk assessment in 2017, said she was rated as a low risk to reoffend violently and a very low risk to reoffend in general. The leaves will um, each be three hours long and include travel time when she goes and does these church excursions, so to speak. The board said Boudreaux <clears throat> uh, provided support from the pastor of the church and local police have no objection to her attending church services as long as she's with a correctional service of Canada staffer and is monitored closely. Wow. So, yeah, needless to say, yeah, she gets to go. I'm like, well, at least she can only strictly go to a church and they can't, like, detour off and, like, she'd be able to, like, potentially, like, maybe go see her gravesite or something. Cause, yeah, and I think, like, women like that should have automatic hysterectomies. Yeah. I mean, she, I don't know if she'd be of age to be able to produce children anyway, but, right. like, I think when women murder their children or do something horrific to children and they have to go to prison. Yeah. Um... Um, I've met right. people who keep having children yep. who shouldn't have they, children. Right. You know. Right. So it's like, like, I think, I, sorry, like, people get pissed about this abortion stuff. Well, sorry, that the, the, these women, and women have rights agreed, but when they've taken advantage of their rights as a human being to take yeah. another human Just being's life. Just because you have a vagina doesn't make um, it okay. You're murdering innocents. Yeah. You get a hysterectomy. Right, that makes me think, this is one, is it, I, I wonder if it's Diane Downs? I, was it Diane Downs? No. I'll have to look it up. Because it's a mom, she ended up, I don't, maybe it was her. No. She Murdering goes into, or raping, sorry. I'm just like, she goes into, she's pregnant, super pregnant. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, they're going to feel sympathy for me because I'm pregnant. Even though I think she murdered one of her children or mm-hmm. her children. I don't remember what case that is, if you guys know what I'm talking about. I know Morbid covered it. And it's just like, or maybe, maybe I think they did. Now I'm going to have to look. Because okay. there's a couple different names that are, Diane Downs was one of, I know Diane Downs murdered her kids. Um, or at least killed one of her kids. I don't know. I'll look into it. But anyways, yeah, but, like, she was, like, super pregnant, and she's like, how can you feel sorry for me? And then her her baby ends up getting adopted, and then she ended up escaping jail 
and they they had to tell her about it. I think she was like seven or eight years old, and they had to tell her, okay, this is who your mom was, oh, your biological mother, right. and just in case she tried to come after her, which she didn't, thank God, and she ended up getting recaptured and put back into prison, but yeah, it uh, like just shit like that, like just fucking... Yeah. Men yeah. who are rapists... They need to be, not a vasectomy, just like fucking, what is it, when your balls are just completely cut off. Castrated. Yeah, yep. Men should be castrated. Or um, by rats. Even better. That was, I think, a medieval time thing. Yeah. Even though castration at the same time doesn't mean they can't perform, though, so that's kind of a... Right. I mean, so, like, seriously, like, okay. So, basically, what I'm, it, that doesn't, I'm not, I'm not taking away everything from these... People. Awful specimens with you yeah, know but these they don't, fucking. They shouldn't be reintegrated these, into society. I agreed, but since so let's uh. fucking it's 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 his it's a full fucking hysterectomy, mm-hmm. and uh. balls are gone. I can't. Uh. They, what, what is it? I just said it. What's yeah. the word? What's the word? Castrated. Thank you. Castrated. We're fine. We're let's tired. do that. Let's do that. Let's. Your grades ending. Guys. Come on, we're, guys. We're a little, and but yet a full moon is coming in oh, the next couple of that. days. So and I'm on day two of my period, which is like the worst day. So it's fine. My period's oh, I bled for three weeks because pregnancy things and um, or post pregnancy. It's not technically day two, is it? Because I started last night. So damn it, all the hell. Ugh. It's not day Same two. Tomorrow. Sucks. I'm sorry, Arlo and Apollo. No, I'm we sorry just want to direct to me just because. <laughs> because <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> I got my tubes done. Like, I love my babies, and I wouldn't trade them for anything in the world, but they're all I need. Baby noises for Don. Oh, you're not going to make noises now? <laughs> okay. Sorry, Don. He we chose. <laughs> She's like, I, I'm going to hear it regardless. Because, I mean, even though you put him right by the microphone, any little noise he makes, it catches it. Cause Every I'm, noise you make. It's the best noises. Mm. But, yes. So that was a case of, I, I want to say Carissa Boudreaux because she deserves the recognition versus Penny. So, Nate, thank you for thank giving you, that Nate. suggestion and you're getting all the credit, but I'm going to title this episode after Carissa because she, she's the one who deserves to be remembered and talked about and not... Well, but this mom needs to be remembered too because her trial date will be coming up or whatever. Yeah, so in, in a not-so-distant future. Let's remember. So I'll kind of, I'll, I'll look into that and keep tabs on it and see if she gets anything... Um, sooner, as of as of right now, it's not set um, or anything in any like any and all the articles that I've I've looked at because she has quite a bit pop up whenever you research about her. But yeah, so yeah, um, this was this was a decent decent length case too. So oh, that always makes me feel better when it's not like super super short because I feel like I didn't do it justice. No I think as long as they're at least a half hour, I think yeah. it's pretty good. And this is almost an hour, so okay. or 50 minutes. Look at us go. Boom, shakata. And as, um, we, uh, we still have merch up on uh, Angry Gnome Apparel, so angrygnome.shop. Yes. Um, I'll make sure the link is in our show notes. Um, Morbid, because I love and worship those girls, um, and they kind of know who I am, but don't at the same time. Um, I like, someone was like, I guess confused about, oh, what's show notes? So in the description of our episode, if you go and look, like I kind of give like a brief description about who we talk about. And then I usually shout out who, because I put a promo for um, all my podcast friends, because not all of my podcast friends are true crimers like we are. We've got some pretty rad people out there, and I hope you guys go and listen to them too. Um, and I put them in the show notes, but it's just like when you click on our episode, it like usually says like a show more kind of thing. And you can like just it like that'll show um, 
the link for Angry Gnome, or we've put Mandy's stuff on there. Maybe we'll put her on there because this is a Canada episode. Yes, All Mandy, we're going to have your stuff. Your Wildling Wonders art. She's a phenomenal uh, artist and um, woman and, and mother and sorry human being in general but her she's got a lot of creepy spooky art and it's gorgeous and she does it all and that's how she does her damn thing because she's yeah. a fucking goddess and i love her mm-hmm. and uh, we love her who am i kidding yes mm-hmm. um but anyways um we'll have both that in there but yeah our merch i think is staying on there need to reach out to my brother and talk our to merch him. is staying on phil's blood er, a- ang- angry, angry gnome, gnome apparel, apparel. <laughs> so mandy and, is just she's she's our friend who who creates art, art. and um, wildling wonders art art. You can and check her out there, and we'll have and her anywhere. link. Yes. yes, we'll put her link um, and her Shopify link so you can go check out. She has some really wicked cool um, zodiac stuff on there. That's so fucking rad. I'm gonna get at one point in my life before I die the Gemini one tattooed on me. I've already got permission, and mm-hmm. if I don't have permission anymore, too bad. <laughs> Thanks, baby. Love you. Um, so, uh, Fantasy and World Music by the Fighters does our intro sound. I've if you have any spooky inf- stories, stories yes. paranormal experiences, crime things that maybe we aren't aware of that you are a little... Whoa. Whoa. Apollo <laughs> um, really wants to hear about yeah, his grunting segment. Um, let us know. Send us your um, stories, stories. Yes, so we, we can talk about... We'd like to try to do this for the week of October... The right. week of October. The week of Halloween. Thank you. That's what I meant. The whole month is October. Spooky <laughs> season, y'all. <laughs> and, um... I'm, right when I try to sound professional, I fucking nosedive <laughs> right into the cement. This is what you guys are here for. <laughs> even though most of you stop listening, it's fine. Um, but yeah, send those stories. Um, you can email them. Uh, text them to us if you're that level of friendship with us. Yeah. Um, slide into our Facebook DMs. Um, you can message the podcast page. Both of us get those notifications. Instagram and Twitter, I get those. So, yeah, definitely um, get those stories to us. Cause we or email us. Email us, for sure. Bloodybabblespodcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, that should cover everything. Um, rate and review on Apple. That helps a lot. Uh, Podchaser.com. That helps us get up there in the ranks, too. Leaving a review, even if it's uh, criti- like good criticism, we'll take it. Um, we've been trying to do better. Our sound, you know. Oh. Somebody spit out. Um, you can hear my kid throw up. Please don't talk about that because he's a baby and he's innocent. But um, until next week, you beautiful human. Babylon. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Zach. It's Josh. Zach, do you enjoy video games, drinking, and attempting to solve the world's problems through ridiculous schemes? Uh, yeah. Do you think others would enjoy that? I mean, I really hope so. So do I. So I think you all should come spend some time with us, the Midwest Meltdown. This show was created by these two fine gentlemen here, myself and Zach, when we spent the last 14 years telling each other funny stories, talking about video games, and literally anything else that comes to mind. We wanted to turn our passion for gaming into something that we could share with everyone. So again, follow us, the Midwest Meltdown, anywhere you can find your podcasts. That's Spotify, Apple Music, Podbean, Google Pods. Check us out. We'd be happy to have you.